And good morning, Newburn, and welcome to City Talk Live with Lee and Sabrina. It's another beautiful Friday morning, and we are here coming to you live on 94.1. WNBU. Yep, and you can can also, you're probably riding in the car listening to us on the radio. If you get someplace and want to go and live stream with us, we are live streaming right now at... WNBU. Talk, huh, gosh, at Talk Newburn. You're stealing my thunder. Dot net at talknewburn.net. You can like us at Facebook at Talk Newburn. You can follow us on Twitter when we tweet. And the best news is you can get involved in this conversation today because um, everybody listen, this is going to be quite the conversation today. It and is. If you want to uh, join into it, you can email us citytalk at talknewburn.net or you can call us at 252. Six three three four two four three. Good morning, Lee. Well, good morning. You know what? And what? Well, sorry for interrupting. You know why? Sorry for interrupting. I never meant to story cause you any heartache. Yeah, I never meant to cause life. you any pain. Uh, we are all decked out completely in purple today. Uh, if you come up to the studio, we've painted the walls purple. Sabrina's well, you know, here. purple is my favorite color anyway, and uh, not only for the pirates, but because of Prince and Nicole and I. Sorry, I'm a little tired, but we stayed up and had a dance party all night long. Singing. Uh oh, we got a phone call. What? No, come on. We can't have phone calls. We didn't tell anybody the, the number. Yeah, that's okay. Well, uh, the tribute to Prince will continue later on, live in the streets. Uh, we love. Well, him. what was your, what was your favorite what was your favorite song? Knew a girl named Nikki. I guess you could say she was a bump. My wife no, is named Nikki. No, I, I'm gonna tell you, my Nicole. favorite was the when when doves cry. That has to be my all time favorite song that that he uh, <laughs> that he sang because. You know, I just I just love that his music. Um, he was really very interesting, and I didn't realize you know he was a, around my age. You know, I hate to say that, but I thought he was much younger. So um, you, you know, both are very well preserved. Gee, thanks. But anyway, um, you know, a You're sad, spry. sad day for music, and uh, but you know, there's been a lot going on in Newburn this week, and in our opening segment here, you know, I always like to give a shout out to things that happened in this past week. One of which was the Community Fabric Awards. And um, I was, you know, once again honored to be, to be there. Have, they'll come back in the break. Um, at, honored to be there and to honor the award winners this year. And, of course, uh, Newburn's very own Linda Staunch, who has done so many things in this community, um, everything from the Pepsi 100th to the Newburn 300th and everything in between her weekly shows. I mean, she is, you know, definitely a part of Linda that fabric. Linda and was the mayor there to give her the award? N- no. But anybody from the city there. That's that's another thing. No, I'm I wanna, just asking. I wasn't I wanna, there. You're reporting live on WNBU. Yeah, okay. Listen, listen to me for one second. Well, let's talk about the good part of this. And the good part of this is Linda Staunch was a winner. She's wonderful. Um, you know, um, the people from the UPS store won, and they are awesome. Let me tell you something. These are people that every day go into a business and work and give back to the community by the good things that they do. Pat and Mac Drake are awesome, and um, they deserve to be up there being recognized for their leadership in business. And um, Their fabric of choice, by the way? <laughs> Bubble wrap? Yeah, brown. Um, so <laughs> then uh, we had Dr. Uh, Shelley Hines-Brooks, who is new to the area, and she teaches Spanish at the community college, and she really blew me away, too. So it was an awesome event. All the money raises scholarships 
for students at Craven Community College, and these are people who are really trying to make a difference, you know, in what we do here. But like you said, the thing that I did know and, and made me sad for my community as I looked through the audience and looked around, nobody from the city was there. I didn't see the city manager. I didn't see the mayor. I didn't see any of the aldermen. Did you see the assistant city manager? The, no, nobody. This or is, the assistant this to the is, assistant city manager. This is an important event for our community. And, of course, I didn't see anybody there last year, and that was okay because I figured they were honoring me and they didn't want to be there. That's okay. I, I get that. But to not be there to you know, support this organization, um, the Community Linda College Staunch Foundation. Linda deserves Well, they deserve everything. I'm sorry. In the ensuing years, hey, city of Newburn, get your butts there. You need to be there. So that was a really good thing that happened this week. And when we come back today, we're We have a heckler in, the, in, the, in our room with us right uh, now. Uh, okay, but, you Long-time know. Long-time detractor. Tony look, Benici's in the room with us. I, I want you to get under control. I didn't even drink coffee this morning so we can have intelligent discussion today. And it's not going to be That's on hype. That's what you're looking for, intelligent not, discussion. And it's not going to be on hype. So you might as well go to a different station. When we come back, discussion. When we come back today, we're going to be talking about what is going on in the city of New Bern, selling of property. Uh, I spoke know, with Bernard White yesterday for well, about gonna 45 talk minutes. Well, we're going to talk about Alderman White. We're going to talk about some of the other things going on and I, I hope you all are listening today because uh, we, we need to talk about what's going on in our city so uh, we want everybody to get a lot of coffee today uh, because we're going to come back and we're going to be talking Newburn. Join in the conversation. We've got a caller on the phone. When we come back we're going to take the caller and everybody will be right back. Dearly beloved we are gathered back here today on uh, this wonderful and final wonderful Friday uh, morning on City Talk. Uh, live 94.1 WNBU, WNBU, high topsy Omark's building today, decked out all in purple. Decked out all in purple. Neil is dressed in purple chenille. That's lovely. lovely. Uh, Sabrina <laughs> is all purple, and even Tony Benici is getting into it. Yeah, Where let's welcome our guest. We have a guest in the studio today. <laughs> Good morning, Tony. He doesn't have a microphone, but you can still yeah, hear him. And we promise that we're not going to give him a heart attack, and we're going to try to keep him calm. So um, anyway. Hey, you, hey had a qu- you had a caller. What was that caller all about? Well, yeah, Tommy, thank you for calling, and thank you for listening. And he was curious about um, boat access or boat docks behind the history center because you know here's this beautiful place and they built all that and there's no place to pull up the boat and have access but i will tell you that um the the they did not have the money at the time they did the history center but it is in the works is it deep enough to bring a boat in there sure it is i mean small boats just hook up to come into town and um you know they are working on a project uh, to do that uh the Tron Palace Commission, they found a donor and they are, they've got drawings and they're working on it, so I don't know that's going to happen you know, in the next few weeks. <clears throat> so, you know, they're going to they're gonna try to do something there, so that was Tommy's question. I also reminded him that the city of New Bern is doing work right behind in that circle, behind the south lawn. Uh, they've narrowed the street to two narrower lanes, put more green space, fixed a sidewalk. You know, I just, and this is some of the stuff with the city. I mean, hey, kudos. You know, obviously they, they are flush with money right now. And I, you know, it looks good and it's going to be beautiful to be ready. Well, I agree next with week. that project. I was pushing for that project a long time ago. You know, but. Uh, Which project? Yeah, I, I just the, think the it's really interesting. Hey, I need, to, I need to do a shout out right now. To okay? whom? Me? I want to shout out to my really great friend, Chris Siegel. Chris, I know you're listening because I, I, I know you're a big fan of our show. But, you know, Chris was here in um, 
Newburn as a as a reporter and editor, and he got he's the, the news me- editor, right? Well, and then he got a great promotion and went over to the Jacksonville Daily News as the managing editor. Oy. And this past week, he received national industry honors. He um. The program honors young industry leaders in the newspaper business, and he was selected as the top 30 under 30. And let me tell you something. The, the kid is great. <laughs> you know, and I guess I can call you a kid, Chris, but, you know. Oh, you can call him a kid, but when I say Mark Stevens is a good kid, I get all sorts of reamed. Well, but, you know, uh, Chris, nice. I, I like his style. He He's Double worked standard. with us in trying to be investigative, and that's what I think these papers need. We need to know the story behind the story and not just report what you saw at the meeting, but why did it happen the way it did. And Chris understands that. He gets it. And I think nobody deserved a better honor than than this young man. And I look for him to do great things in the newspaper industry in the coming years. So, you know, shout out to our friend, Chris Siegel. Can I get one more shout out? You know, congratulations, Chris. (laughs) Also, I saw Randy Foster's new Newburn magazine. Uh It is a glossy magazine with all. It's all about Newburn. Um, uh, It is a very professionally well done magazine. Uh, kudos to you. I hope it flies. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Uh, who's that lady from the Italian restaurant over on Glen Burnie? Um, La Rosa. Rosa. Yeah, she, she's awesome. She had her own spread in there. Really? She's she, she awesome. Had her own. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she speaks our language. But, you know, um, let's let's get serious today about, about talking about Newburn. I, Today's you know, Earth Day. Well, uh, happy Earth Day. And, you know, let's... Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I thought about this all night long. I tossed and I turned and, and talking about our show. And for our listeners, for our, for our listeners out there, um, we, uh, Lee and I talked about having um, some uh, Alderman White come on the show today to talk about this recent. And let me, let me handle this one because this is, this is, I thought about how to say this. Okay. We also talked about having another individual come on. Correct. And the big story today, the big story today is something that we can't talk about and a guest who was afraid to come on for fear of reprisals. I'm not going to mention the guest's name, but um, the, and I, I appreciate the guest uh, honest honesty with me, and I'll, I'll maintain the guest not uh, – I'll maintain that anonymity. But the big story is that this guest was afraid to come on for fear of reprisals from the uh, – outlaw administration and that's sad you and i talked about it last night it's really bothering me i mean i i i just can't even begin to understand that somebody is not allowed to question something that happens at city hall at home at church you know down the street without fear fear of reprisals yes i don't understand that i guess you know i say i say bring it on and i guess i'm lucky that i'm in the position where i won't lose my job i'm not going to lose my income you know does it does hurt my family there's no doubt about it i've made statements and i've done things that you know, my children and my husband have to it hear about. It hurts them in the short run, but in the long run, but, it's you know, for the betterment it, of you the know, city. There, there's no better saying than the truth shall set you free. And, you know, let's quit pe- playing games. If we could get people in elected positions that would just be honorable and would, you know, and just understand that sometimes you have to make decisions that not everybody likes. And I get that. But... Do your homework. Talk to both sides of the fence. Put yourself out there and educate yourself on the subject and then make the decision. So let's get to this issue of selling city property. Now, you know, about two years ago, the city got on this rampage that we need money. We're going to sell all city properties. 
you know, including the fireman's museum. You know, we're selling everything and we're putting it on the on the website and you come in and you know, they were going to sell the Dunn building and hey, you know, I tell it like it is. They were selling the Dunn building. That gentleman stepped up. I thought, "Man, this is a good idea." Contacted um, the guy who was in discussion and said, "Hey, you want a partner?" And he said, "Better yet, I'll sell it to you." And you know, Denny and I ended up buying the whole project from him. And, and what but, we're talking but, about, what we're talking about is the city has has excess property that they own. The city is not a land baron like Donald Trump. The city <laughs> wants to sell this property. So what they do is they put the they put the properties up for bid on their website. They advertise. The city's policy, according to Bernard White yesterday when I was talking about, is you bid 25% of what the selling price is, and it's normally accepted. So the city makes an the city has a policy. They put their property up for sale, and they're supposed to sell it. Now, I was on Don in the Morning with Don Baldwin Gibson yesterday. Don went through that procedure to create a farmer's market over in Duffy Field and Dryborough, and the city rejected selling her that property. Um, don't know why without an explanation. Then uh, wasn't there another property that was being sold over on George Street? Uh, well, no, yeah, there was property. The old um, Phoenix Phoenix House, which was, um, you know, drug rehabilitation. And um, it was, it used to be called, the, the property used to be the Ives Oil Company had their offices there years and years and years ago. But they were little small buildings. There used to be a, uh, a, a gas station around there. It's a, it's like on the back side of the cemetery. Okay. So it, it's right around there, and the buildings were falling down. As a matter of fact, you know, it became a big issue even during the campaign. And Dave Langto, who was working there, you know, accused me of not trying to help them and doing nothing. You're evil. Yeah, I am evil. You know that. Um, so... <clears throat> You know, the problem was the building was falling apart. The city owned the building. They didn't keep it up to code, so the city ended up, I think maybe about a year or so ago, they tore it down because it was really, it was about to fall down and it really could hurt somebody. So they tore it down, and so here sits this empty property. So we have somebody, you know, the city makes this new policy now and says 25%, you know, you have to bid at least 25% because people... We're bidding on properties, you know, a thousand dollars, two thousand. When you had property valued at seventy, eighty thousand dollars, and the the city felt like they weren't getting their due. Now, let me tell you, because it's important to understand the process. The way the process has always been is, if there is a piece of property for that the city owns, whether it's posted for sale or not, any citizen can go to city hall with a check and say, "I make an offer on this." this property for this amount of money and here's a deposit or here's you know a check to say that I am interested what happens then the board of aldermen must decide if they want to accept that offer if they want to entertain that offer and if they decide okay we we want to entertain that offer then it goes to a public process and the public process is the aldermen accept it, and there is a 10-day upset period. So for 10 days, anybody else can come and start bidding it up or whatever. At the end of the 10 days, it goes back to the aldermen at their next meeting, and the aldermen still at that point could decide to accept the bid or not accept the bid. They do not have to take it at that point. That's the way the public process works. So the aldermen now have made a, a new ruling that 25% you know, 25% of that. So here comes someone, offers the 25%. And what do they do? They reject it. Now they have, I, I have to say, they have the right to do that. 
they do per statute they have the right to do that but what are we saying to people if you're going to put a process out there put a process out there talk with these people understand but there was from what i could see in the paper and unfortunately you know i am learning from the paper what was the back and forth? What was the reason they voted no? Did anybody stand up and say no? I vote no because. Well, here let that's, me give that's you. That's the trouble at you, City Hall. All they do is vote no. Let me give and you. And they'll tell you why. Let me give you the background on that right, piece of property. Makes me crazy. That piece. That piece of property was going to be uh, purchased by a by a local church out there. The, and I know the pastor. She is wonderful. She's absolutely wonderful. Doing very good things in the community. Um, and and I'll and, and I'll tie this into what to why it's important. You know, it's just not not just another church buying up property. But this this particular church goes on and and they have after school programs. They take care of people. They have a lot of a lot of uh, programs to keep people to keep young people um, in activities that are legitimate. So I don't know why. What I don't know why, and the, we always accepted. You know, if someone bid the twenty five percent, we always accepted it. Now I don't know why the city who has these properties over there would not want them used for something uh, positive in the community rather than just sitting empty. And I'll tell you why that's important. This week we had two shootings. One of the shootings started in Riverside and and and. Uh, Bernard White, when I was talking to Bernard White yesterday, said he was sitting on his porch over in Riverside and he heard he heard the first shooting. That shooting spilled over into Craven Terrace. Now, one of the disturbing things for me is that these are gang related shootings. The gangs are here. I represent a lot of the gang members. You know, the pu I'm a public defender. I represent these guys. So I get the inside scoop. And without giving anything away, gangs are on the increase. There is a fight between um, the Bloods and the Crips and the Pagans for control of the lucrative heroin market. And these these uh, gang fights are going to get worse and worse. Now, if a, it, without leadership, without someone at the top saying, let's do something to quell these things, what's going to happen? It's Nothing's going to happen except it's going to get worse. And the, and the problem is these gang members, when I look at them, they're, they're little kids. They're 17, 18, 19-year-old kids. Now, you have someone like the pastor over there wants to buy a piece of property and give these kids something legitimate to do, and the city says, no, no, it's in give away the property. If someone's going to use it for the for the benefit of that community, well, give that property away. Well, I agree. Give it away. Well, I'm going to use another example of another church, a church that I had worked with when I was in office. There was, when I tell you, a little small square piece of property that was at the backside of their property. And they had mowed it and taken care of it for years. And, you know, before I left office, I was trying to work for the city to just give it to the church. The church was using it. Now, you know, I, I got to give you the other side of the story too, Lee, because, you know, I like to look at both ends. Of course, you know, giving property to churches means it's a tax-exempt property, so it doesn't generate any taxes. So I guess maybe the aldermen feel like, well, this is not, you know, we're not getting enough money for this, and it's not going to generate any tax. But that's where, you know, there should almost be a rubric or, or some kind of matrix that you can put together to say, what is the value to this community? Some things... Money isn't everything. Money is not everything. It is the end result. If we are creating something that is going to help our community and it's something that this, the citizens have, have taken care of, and they're they're using for it. It, it benefits everybody. Yeah, I don't and, know. And I know I'm sounding. You want to talk about? You want to? It, it's not confusing at all. You want to talk about? You want to talk about economics of it? Now, Craven Terrace is what six blocks from downtown Newburn. We have had uh, the. 
tragic shooting death of Officer Thalman. We have had numerous shootings and killings over there. We have had another two shootings this week, just just minutes from downtown Newburn. This gets out. This gets out in the papers. This goes out to you know we're trying to attract businesses here. This gets out that that we've got this these things going on. What do you think that does to business? We're a tourist. We're a tourist city. We are a, a retirement city. We are a city trying to move forward uh, with economics so we can keep our kids here. In something as basic as saying, well, you're not we're not going to generate taxes on that thirteen thousand dollar piece of property, so we're not going to do it. No, it's insanity. It is insanity. Penny wise, yeah. This, these people are not, you know, Dana and his group now, they are unenlightened. They can't see farther than their own self-interest. You give that property away to someone who is willing to keep kids from getting into gangs, guess what? That is money in the bank. Well, it is money in the bank. I do agree with you. I mean, there are so many. And I don't care if you're the, if you're sitting out in Taberna, if you're Denny Booker, you have to, and Denny Booker is a fiscal. I don't call my friend's name without him. He, no, he is a fiscal conservative and he is, he is, he is one of the, he's the bright, a bright man, knows his money. And I wish he was here right now to talk about this, but the economics sometimes of giving away some property or selling at a very low cost to keep kids from getting into to, to gangs uh, so that we can we don't have a gang ridden downtown because that's what's going to happen under this leadership right. and that's why it was insanity when these guys spent 27 million dollars to slap a coat of paint on Craven Terrace and call it a day you can't do that these places are hideaways not for not for the good people who live there they're hideaways for these gang members who are coming in from California they're coming in from Atlanta they're coming in from New York they congregate in Craven Terrace, they congregate in high density areas, hide out, ply their evil wares in our in our town, and then shoot people. And the good residents of Craven Terrace well, are, are caught in the middle and they know, can't again, do a thing about it. And you spend twenty seven million dollars to to rehab that with yes, a coat of paint. What is the underlying issue here? The underlying issue here is what is the vision? There is none. What is the plan? None. If, if there is a vision to sell city property, I don't have an issue with that. But what's the plan? We are going to take all these properties and it's 25%, but if it doesn't, you know, that's fine. If it doesn't generate tax income, then you pay 50%. I don't know, but make that clear. Make the citizens understand because what happens is you get into a, you know, a show at the alderman meetings because these people are coming up there with an expectation or, or they thought they followed the process and then they're they're denied so make the plan make it clear show some leadership put it out there you know i, I let's talk when we can, come can back, i tell you can i tell you ken crow i was talking to judge crow in uh, the other day he's recently retired great judge he's back in he's back doing uh, criminal defense work i'm glad to be able to talk to him now and i would never get personal with him be, you know, while he's a judge, but now, you know, Judge Crow's plan for what he thought would be a great idea over there, consolidate. I mean, and this would be a vision. This is a vision. Consolidate uh, a lot of the green space over there and work towards in the next five, ten years, consolidating a huge green space over there. Over, and per, where's over there? Oh, in Duffy Field and Dryborough, okay. okay. and perhaps putting a brand new high school over there uh, for, that's going to be much needed. You know, that is a plan. Like it or not, that is a plan. That is, you know, that is a vision. 
And I don't know if people agree no, with that, but, but that's, know, and we discussed I'm it. I'm going to take it back. I, you know, I'm always going to question. I could say the mayor has vision. I just don't think it's a correct vision. But What's he his vision? You are articulate it for me. Well, the, the, Being mean I think and not selling to people is, for arbitrary you know, he wanted reasons? to, you know, lower electricity. Now, you know, I understand. Not I lowered that. electricity. He's you still, lowered electricity. He still, he wants to do away with the electric department. You know, he stated that he was on uh, but Steve, part is part is what he vision? was on uh, Commissioner Tyson's show and said that he'd like to, you know, sell off Newburn's utilities. And while, you know, that sounds really good, hey, we're going to save money, we'll be able to... What in the world? Can, he really said that on Tyson's show? He did, but... You know why our electric, you know why our electric comes back up so quick why, after a hurricane? Because John Wren makes exactly, it go back well, up. Well, that's the thing. you got to understand the benefits... and. And it's okay to say things, but have the information that backs it up. You know, if you're going to make that statement, you better show down to the penny why you think it's the best thing since sliced bread for Newburn. You know, and if if it's not, you know, look at the pros of having, get your uh, utilities director to debate that with you. But what happens is our mayor and sometimes our board of aldermen go out there without really working with our department heads. They are the cream of the crop of what makes this city tick. And that's why it, I'm so frustrated. I mean, I, I hope everybody can hear my, fr I am so I can see your frustration. You're turning purple at at what's going on, you know, in the city because we're it's like we're throwing Prince stuff Rasmus. up against the wall and seeing if it sticks. You know, before we go back to break, we can go and talk about, you know, taking the four lanes coming off the Pembroke exit, you know, on the bypass and narrowing it down to two lanes going a street diet going. Yeah. Into town. And, you know. It's the mayor's got this vision that he's going to fix up that entrance and make it beautiful in the city market and the park, and he's going to have this beautiful entrance into the city. Don't have an issue with that. I like that idea, but but talk to your citizens, see what's out there, see what you're really thinking. I mean, um, Walt Creighton, you know, wrote a letter to the editor, and man, was he right on. Here is a young man, 34 years old, young man who is working in. Um, you know, the corporate world with development and shopping centers and what have you. He knows what people are looking for. He knows what people want, what generates economic development. And he said it's the craziest thing to, to narrow that down. Now, can we make it more beautiful? Absolutely. Can we soften it up? Absolutely. We can do that. I'd like to see the mayor start working on some of those property owners over there. We've got abandoned properties. Things like that would be more helpful at this point than a road diet. Now, with that being said, the comeback was that the city is doing it because DOT will pay for it. You know, sometimes because somebody pays for something doesn't mean it's the right thing Hold to on. do. Hold on. Let's, let's just take that back a notch. The city was took uh, the city wanted a $41 million bridge uh, because the DOT would pay for it, and then we'd end up having to pay for it. This is the kind of thing we're going back to the future. Just because the DOT will do something, you know, we were going to own a $41 million bridge. Neil's holding up a purple sign that says 30 seconds. <laughs> we're on WNBU. I want to say thank you to Henry Hinton for giving us uh, this show, giving you this right. show. Well, but we're but with everybody get another cup of coffee lee's rambling i'm gonna get him under I'm control rambling. and when we come back we're gonna continue to talk newburn so call us talk to us we'll be right back and we're back with city talk i was rambling earlier uh city talk live on 94.1 w and bu we're here today uh for a special purple edition for prince <laughs> 
um, in the, in, during the break, uh, Sabrina was singing When Doves Cry, and th- I think all of our hearts are, are, are in that place right now. <laughs> we're so Doves badly. are crying. You are so bad. Um, yes, welcome back, everybody. We got, a, we got a scathing rebuke. Yeah, we did get it, and that's okay. You know, I'm, I'm excited that um, we're being challenged, you know, and I like that. What was and the challenge? What, well, the challenge was that... Um, that we were way off on our discussion about the four lanes to the two lanes. On First Avenue. On, you know, coming First. off of Pranbook. That we're way off, that that the city has been talking to the community for the last month, and that, you know, this, the statement is, is not true, that it's going to help development, whatever. And I'm not sure if um, the road diet was part of the Renaissance, the Gateway Renaissance plan, but again... Uh, I guess I want to see the total plan, uh, you know, to the person who is 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 talking with me. You know, I want to see the total plan, the narrow streets, what you're going to do. You know, there uh, Golden Leaf is going to be here next week. What's Golden Leaf? Golden Leaf is an awesome organization that helps communities throughout our state. It was money because of the tobacco buyout. Oh, all right. That's there that provides grants to the city to really help cities be better and do better. And the Entrepreneur Center that is being worked on on Broad Street has applied for a Golden Leaf Grant. The City Market area has applied for a Golden Leaf Grant. And they will be here next week to look at these different projects. So let's keep our fingers crossed that they'll be uh, willing to fund them. Dan Gerlach, who is the chair, is, is a great colleague of mine. We served together on the search committee for the uh, East Carolina Chancellor. And um, the man is brilliant. And he really knows when a project's good and when it's not good. So good luck to the city of New Bern and all well, these here, projects. Here's, here's what I want to say on that. I want to see an overall vision and plan. I mean, you could, again, abandoned properties, fixing things up, uh, looking at that corridor coming in. You know, what is, what is the overall, I know they're trying to move more uh, business and whatever it is out there to make it be a, a more beautiful entry into our city. It's ugly. Well, it is, and we need to do some things, but I want the overall plan. And again, thank you for challenging me. I want to have the comeback because it makes us better in our thought process and the people. This is, this is the issue. This show is here so that the people can have different sides of the opinion and you know again our you know our mayor board alderman our department heads can't come on the show and it does make it kind of difficult but when we're in the streets Lee when I'm out in the neighborhood walking and talking about all the different events that I go to people are talking to me they're telling me they're dissatisfied with what's going on in city hall they're telling me they're dissatisfied with the leadership in our city and that the department heads are being strangled and you know they're not able to get done what they need to get done and you know I I'm concerned for my city and I I don't like this but it's because they don't want anybody talking they want to paint this bright picture and it is a good picture that's where I don't want anybody to misunderstand there are good things happening in our city and we are seeing the results of many many years of work and vision I mean but Linda, now Linda it's staunch just Susan Moffat Thomas. You know, just you, you know, the, I could go back thirty to, years. I could of, talk about you know Ella Bengel and 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 the leaders and Tom Bayless and those people back in the day who had visions and and worked very diligently to make this a better community. Hey, you and know what? A shout out to, to Tom Bayless too. Yeah, Sh- and we you know we I was wrong on a lot of things with him. I was well, listening to the wrong we all advisor. Were, and you know it's really <coughs> I was difficult. Listening to Dana and I got a lot of things wrong about Tom Bayless. So well, if you're listening along with Phil Knight, uh, I apologize <laughs> once again. Our two big listeners uh but you know i think it's important that 
um, there is two sides to the story. It's, imp it's important that we um, are, uh, you know, talking and that we're, uh, you know, we're coming back and forth. And if somebody disagrees, yes, text us, call us, email us, whatever it takes. And, and let's have the discussion well, and let let's me, have the debate. Let's, let's get back to the first street, the, the, the shrinking of the first street. Now you have someone who's out there like uh, Walter Creighton, who's a developer in the community. Uh, he has a direct, you know, his pockets. His well, but he, he doesn't necessarily develop in Newburn, and I'm going to state that right. He'll tell you in fact he he does most of his work out of town. Well, but let's just let's just put it this: this guy makes his living, you know. His he puts bread on the table by knowing uh, where to where to develop, when to develop, and he makes his he makes his bread uh, by knowing what's right and what's wrong, what's going to affect business. Right. He's done very well. His family has done very well. They have an actual stake in it. Now you have. Uh, I understand that. I understand that the the city, who, the city, um, wants to. You know, Dana wants to do things. Now there is a way to go about it. You want to. You want to talk about. Uh, you want to talk about a project. We have three real three real ways into the city. We have the bridge. Uh, that you know the, the bridge down downtown. there. Mm -hmm. We have Pembroke, and then we have uh, well, Broad Glen, Street. Well, but you have Glen Burnie that well, comes into our community, but, and but you know to get into getting into <clears throat> downtown. Okay. we have three main arteries. Now, is it wise? Where's the Where's the economic impact study that says it's wise to when you're trying to increase people going into your downtown? Where's the economic impact statement that says it's wise to cut off an avenue uh, into the city or to narrow an avenue coming into the city? I don't see that happening. And that's the, you know, Walter Creighton's thinking about it from a business perspective. How are we going to get people in and out? Well, and Dana's it thinking, a, you know, Dana's I'm looking at it this way too. A, I don't it, know what he's thinking about it. It from. took a lot for, for, I think, Walt to write that letter. People, you know, we, we opened the show talking about people being afraid. People are so afraid to state their opinions in this day and time because somebody's going to cut them down. Or you end and up in jail for 90 days. <laughs> well, you know, and it, it shouldn't be that way. He felt strongly about it. He wanted to write a letter. He wanted to let the public know how he felt. And it's okay. We sit here every Friday and we let the public know how we feel. It's okay. It is okay. It is okay. And it's just a difference of opinion. Doesn't mean I dislike you or I. Oh, no, you know, no, no, no. And, and I like it. That I the, differ with you a lot of times. All the time. And, and I, 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 I like it. That, sometimes I, I like it that we got, <laughs> uh, that we got flack from the city on, on our statements. But what I would say is show me a study. You know, we did it. We went, sent out to the, the school of government to decide the best use for our, for the property over there on first street and the best use for the farmer's market. We paid a lot of money to have these studies. Now show me a study the, that says it's a really good idea when you're trying to expand growth and people in your downtown to narrow roads. And if right. you show me an e economic impact study uh, that, that says that's a good idea, you know, then I'll start looking. But don't tell me you're talking to ethereal people in the community and you have business leaders in the community going bad idea, city going good idea. I'll tell you what Dana also thought was a good idea. He single handedly. Um, tried to drive Craven 30, um, multi, multi, hundreds million dollar project yeah, out. Yeah. He was yelling at them. They they left. They left one day. Why? Because Dana thought they were going to put a go kart uh, a go kart track I mean, out there. And, and it's, it's ridiculous. There's it's when you have arbitrary you know and capricious really when you have arbitrary and capricious decision making and thought processes that you can't trust. I understand. But Show me know, an impact statement. Again, it, you know, I, I again boil it down to leadership. I, it boils down to inexperience sometimes. Inexperience. But you know, think about when we when we first came into office. Um, I remember, especially for um, 
Denny Booker. You know, he was really dissatisfied with our planning department, our um, uh, We changed that. We put Jeff Ruggieri well, in there. Our inspections department, you know, that whole thing there. Uh, we People were unhappy about our how the sewer and the tap fees and all of that. So, you know, we said, okay, look, let's bring together developers. And we created this team of developers and that worked with um, Jordan Hughes, that worked with the city manager, that worked with John Ray and other people, and talked about the issues that make it easier for them to do business in the city, what was fair. And I mean, this was a great group of people, developers in our community that came together and fleshed out some information. I mean, we even used them again in hiring Jeffrey Jerry and that they came together and did the interview because we wanted strong leadership and a great, we even changed the name from planning department to development services because it is about development. Well, I don't understand in these projects that they don't have a community group such as developers or com citizens group or something that you can bring together on these issues. Because it's Dana's ideas. Oh, Dana's saying that. You it know, is. Colin, it's, it's, it he's is the mayor. All, he's the leader of the city. No, he's the not. And that, that brings no, he's not. This is a manager council form yes, of government. I totally he, agree. And that's the mayor what they is are forgetting it. The mayor is supposed to be weak. You are supposed to have a strong. This is why I harp on this. According to the statute and according to every other city in North Carolina worth a they have a strong, viable city manager who tells the city what to do. We give them, you know, the mayor and the board of aldermen are ceremonial. They're, they're, and they're policymakers. They they're set policy the maker. policies they and set, the city manager the, carries it out. You're supposed to have, under our system, the city manager was supposed to have all the power. That's why I found Mike Epperson the most brilliant city manager that this <laughs> city's ever seen. And you know what my biggest job was during that time? Telling Dana to back off and leave him alone. You don't get it. This is you. Dana has mini marts. He climbs or mini mini storages. You know, other people are paint salesmen. I'm a lawyer. We don't know. We did not go to school to to learn how to run a city. We know what the policies are, but we don't know how to run a city and planning. It's an actual science that you have to go to school for. That you have to have years and years of experience for. Now, you have someone like Outlaw who just thinks he's a city manager. No, you're not. You sell, you sell space in mini storages. That doesn't give you the right to, to or yeah, the knowledge to run a city. And that's why we need a powerful city manager with experience. That's why I harp on the fact that while this assistant city manager may be able to fly a Tomcat and she's got a great resume, she's we have a city manager who's never managed a city. We have an assistant city manager who's never managed a city. Well, and what does that leave it to? The whims and caprices of Dana Outlaw. And that's well, why and you're the seeing board, these and, problems. And the oh, board. the board goes, except for Bernard White, who I talked to him last night for 45 minutes. He was so tired at 745, and I'm so happy that Bernard talked to me. But he says they will all go along with Dana. He reiterated that Pat Scheibel told him the her main job was to please the mayor. And this is this is not right. This is not right. And without a strong city manager, without leadership and knowledge in the city manager position and experience, well, and let me tell we you have something. nothing. Well, the problem that we have is we have, uh, you know, a, 
a problem of people being afraid, afraid of the backlash, afraid, and it should not, but that's what I want to get rid of. I don't ever want to hear that somebody said, I can't say this because I'm afraid of the retribution. Well, they that, might get their names taken off of a, a fire truck. Here's the know, deal. Go out and buy a thousand fire trucks. <laughs> I'll put Dana's name on all of them, on every car. Dana, you, well, let's give you your name on every truck in the city. Uh, and would then the would you go home then and leave the city to people who want to run it well? No, that's my I, question. You know, the the real issue is that people should not be afraid to talk. People should be able to express their opinions, whether it's for or against, whether you agree, whether you disagree, and not have people be mad at you. You know, unfortunately, I will say this about the mayor. He's more vindictive. You know, I, I felt... You know, I always felt that that Mayor Bayless was was vindictive. You there know, was a I, little bit of that going you know, on, and I, I suffered some of that, and that's that's okay. You know, I, I survived it and 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 came back, um, but I think that this mayor has got him hands down. You know, and it's I I think knowing Dana so well, knowing the mayor so well, is that you know it, it's that he doesn't want anybody to not agree with him. He doesn't. He wants to show everybody that he's right and they're wrong, and you know that's that's where it starts and we can't be like that that's why you we're know, that's why we have a statute that says this is a manager you know council in order for a city to grow any city to grow you have to have knowledge and experience with a strong city manager so you keep the whims and caprices of someone like Dana out of it well and that's I want to just see you know that we have good projects that are continuing to go forward that we are really um, putting ourselves out there and talking about being inclusive, not exclusive. Uh, you know, the project behind the palace, nobody really heard about it. They just did it. It would have, you know, they did, they talked with the palace. I know that there was some communication between the palace leadership and the city, but you know, I, I, I wish that that discussion would have been held with Swiss Bear because that's a board of community leaders all around. I also would have liked to have seen more participation with the um, the lots across from City Hall, the lot, you know, uh, the Talbot's lot, participation again with Swiss Bear and community leaders to, to make this be something that's really you know, by and for the community because you got things flying all over that. With that being said, still kudos to, to Jeff Ruggieri and He's in a tough spot. Well, because that's his job. His, he was hired to be the professional to make these decisions and to make recommendations to the Board of Aldermen about these projects. And then it's the, up to the Board of Aldermen to put them out there to sell the projects. So... Can you, can I, can, speaking of the Board of Aldermen, um, I told you I spoke with Bernard White last night. He has agreed to come on our show next Thursday because okay. next Friday, yeah, we got to be Henry Hinton's going to be live, I think, in Beaufort, in on Beaufort, the Beaufort waterfront right. next Friday. So we are going to be on next Thursday. Um, we're going to be on next Thursday, and Bernard White is going to come on. Right. And, he, and he's agreed. He's You know what he said? He goes, well, I got a whole lot of hell last time I was on your show, and they kind of they yeah, don't talk to me. but why should that be? Well, he, he, he is a darn elected official. What, do, what does the Board of Aldermen, if he wants to come and talk with us or he wants to talk to anybody, they should never give him a hard time. That's the problem. They, the rest of them should be talking instead of, you know, in little back corners doing things and huddling, you know, at, at, at meetings and stuff. No, get out, talk to people. That's your job as an elected official. Well, it'll be, it was so nice talking to Bernard. You know, I didn't agree with him on a lot of what he said. 
I didn't understand a lot of what he said. Um, but he, Bernard never changed. He never no, changed. No, he is he who beat, he is. He beat the, his own, he danced to the beat of his own drum. Right. And he is going to be on with us. Uh, he's the alderman for Ward 5. He's going to be on with us next Thursday. And uh, it, it's going to be insightful. You know, right. people will talk to us, blah, 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 and give us little bits and pieces off the air. Right. But you're going to hear it right from uh, Alderman White, what's going on out there. And if he's happy about it or not right. happy about it. We've got about two minutes left before we go to break. And um, I got an email from... My most favorite person in the whole world. Me? Rich, I emailed you? Richard Blythe. Richard oh. Blythe. Love love me some Richard Blythe. Let me talk. You talk about one dedicated person who loves Newburn. That's Richard Blythe. But today he's doing he's doing something that's really awesome. And today is the Newburn Shriners Fish Fry. Okay? Sounds and, delicious. I mean, it is like their number one fundraiser. Nobody does anything better in this community than Where's the it Shriners. Um, it's, it starts at 11 a.m. today, goes to 7 p.m., and they are going to be located at the Newburn Shrine Club, the Burger King on Glen Burnie Road, the Harley Shop in James City, and the Food Line in Bridgeton. So every time you buy a plate, you are helping a burned or crippled child. And uh, I, I'll tell you... Um, you know, my husband Steve was um, went to the Shrine Bowl in high school. He was selected, and it is quite the honor to be selected to play there. And he has told me all these years that that was probably the best experience he ever had. So we're going to go to break. When we come back, I'm going to remind everybody about this. We're going to wrap up, and we'll be right back. And we are back. You're back. Uh, City Talk live with Lee and Sabrina on 94.1. Uh, we've had rousing discussion today. It's, rousing. It's been one of those days. Um, you know, talking about city, my thoughts, his thoughts. Uh, when we went to break, though, I just want to again reiterate: when we went to break, we were talking about the the annual Newburn Shriners Fish Fry, which raises thousands and thousands of dollars for uh, burned and crippled children. I was talking about that. My husband went to the Shrine Bowl when he was in high school. It's, it was quite an honor for him, and that has stuck with him his whole life. They take the the football players to the Shriner Hospital there in South Carolina and it is just amazing the work that goes on there and it you know it's stuck with him all his life and um, it's so important to support these Shriners who are out there doing good for this community and and throughout our state and country so you know if nothing else go and buy a plate because you love you some Richard Blythe so it's hug Richard Blythe day go get it give him a hug and buy a plate from him they're at the Newburn Shrine Club they're at the Burger King Glen Burnie Road. They're at the Harley Shop in James City. And they're at the Food Line in Bridgeton from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. They're going to be there all day. And, you know, these guys have made the coastal. They've, you know, battered the, the fish. They're frying it. They're what putting kind of the fish do you puppies. think it is? Flounder? Yeah. I, and just go and make sure you buy a plate from them because it's so important. Everybody needs to go to the fish fry today. Hey, and let me let me tell you something. <laughs> um, Newburn, you know, we talk, we talk because we love. And let me tell you, Newburn is a great place to live and individuals out there doing good things. I'll tell you what, if you haven't been down to the galley store in downtown Newburn, go to the galley store. It is a wonderful place to, they have a million different types of wines. They're always doing something interesting in there. Yeah. I, I'm the, 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 from the coffee to the wine to the cheeses to whatever, they're always doing something interesting in there. Who would have ever thought that a, you know, a gas station a convenience store would right. be such a gourmet place? 
That's the vision of one person, right. and, and they've done it. Mitchell's. I have, an, I have a $20 a day Mitchell's addiction right now. Um, I've, I'm getting eggplants and, and basil. My whole yard and my neighbor's yard is filled up with these well, plants. Well, what you're saying, you know, let's, the, the big picture here is we live in a wonderful community Absolutely. with wonderful people who are out there every day. And, you know, while you and I may think our city is dysfunctional, it's still the best city in North Carolina to live in as far as I'm concerned. You know, I, I would like our leadership at the elected official, our local leadership, elected leadership to to do better and to be better. I'd like to see them more engaging our citizens and really putting it out there and leave your opinions and your attitudes at the door. Leave you your know? ego at the door. Yeah, absolutely. There's and, no ego. You in, know, talk in to us. We want, we want to help you make New Bern a better place. There's many of us out there. So, you know, Go out there, su- support the good things that our city does, support the good organizations that are out there, like the Shriners, like so many other things that have been happening in our community. Again, I want to give kudos to Chris Siegel. You know, congratulations on this awesome award. You are the top 30 under 30. And, um, you know, kudos again to Linda Staunch, to, to Pat and Mac Paul at the UPS store and to Dr. Shelley Hines Brooks for their wonderful uh, you know, Fabric Award recipients this week. And, you know, go out and make New Bern a great place because it is a great place. And today is Earth Day. And in commemoration of Earth Day, Dana and I are going to go out and uh, chop down some cypress trees. <laughs> you had, you couldn't stand it not saying one, one last thing. No, I want to celebrate Earth oh my Day. God. And, you know, to all those out there, don't be afraid. You know, when you walk through a storm, hold your head up. I do not be afraid. What's the worst they can do? The the truth will oh, set you jail. free. Call us. Talk to us. We're out on the sidewalks. We're out there. So we hope everybody has an awesome weekend. I hope the sun comes out a little bit more today. The weather's been so pretty. The sun will come out tomorrow. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, you're going to sing for us next. But what, what do we got? We got 40 about seconds. 40 well, seconds. We could good. say no, a it's lot gonna be, 40 it's gonna be a great. It's going to be a great weekend. Um it's going to be a great weekend. I'm going to be out there planting. I'm going to go out to the farmer's market, uh, go down there and, and talk to the people at the farmer's market. It's going to be a wonderful weekend. Look, we have systemic changes that need to happen in the city. Since the beginning of time, government right. have had to have right. systemic changes. Right. It's a process. We're part of that process. We You're are. part of that process. And I, I think it's fun being part of the process. It is. And just remind everybody, we will be on air next Thursday, not Friday. Next Thursday, we'll, Bernard we'll, White. we'll go ahead and we'll tweet it out and we'll um, Facebook it. But next Thursday, Bernard White, Alderman Bernard White will be with us. We'll talk some more city. And as and I always like to close the show, Phil Knight, I love you. I wish you'd come on. I know you're a longtime listener. <laughs> I hear you. Um, This is awesome. And um, thank you all and everybody. We're going to see you on the the sidewalks. Have a great weekend.